Welcome to the Pre-Snap Podcast presented by Line Star, all things fantasy football with a sprinkle of sports betting. Alongside Tyler Weeman, I'm Shannon Somerville. The playoffs are here in the NFL. It is super wild card weekend, and we are here with your daily fantasy picks for Saturday's slate of games, which is the 49ers going up against the Seahawks and the LA Chargers going to Jacksonville to take on the Jags. We've got some great games on Saturday set up for you. So we'll tell you where their sleeper picks are for Daily Fantasy. We'll also have your touchdown calls as well. Tyler, we are here talking playoffs, finally. It's here. It's been a great season. It has. A lot of things we didn't expect. Yeah, very true. Like Seattle in the playoffs. And Geno Smith slate. and then also yep. Jacksonville. I mean, these are two teams I don't know that I would have anticipated either one being in the playoffs. I would have loved to see what the odds would have been on Geno Smith versus Brock Purdy playoff matchup. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty crazy, but that's what we're going to get into today well, on the right. show. So we've got some great matchups. Let's get into it. We'll go through position by position for Daily Fantasy. What are the best bets? Some sleeper picks in there as well. Let's start off with our quarterback. The first quarterback we're looking at is Justin Herbert, who is second in the NFL in passing yards and going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense that has struggled to defend against the pass this season. In fact, they rank 30th in pass defense DVOA. Tyler, how do you evaluate Justin Herbert from a daily fantasy perspective? Yeah, I think you got to like the situation. The two games we have, one has a lower total, the other one much higher total being the Jaguars versus uh, Cardinals. Or, sorry, Chargers, yeah. not Cardinals. Um, and with that, you really kind of got to focus likely on the passing game for that game. Jacksonville hasn't been great right. against the uh, the past 28th, allowing almost 252 yards per game and 1.7 touchdowns passing. So I think Herbert's in a good spot. We do have to wait and see if Mike Williams is going to play. He has mispracticed the last two days. Um but I, I like Herbert with or without Williams. It's looking like both Mike Williams and Joey Bosa will be in this game. But yes. as you mentioned, it's something to watch because that is such a crucial part of their yeah. passing game. And he's missed it the last two days of practice. So it definitely is a day-to-day mm-hmm. You know, game time decision type play. Herbert put up 297 passing yards Mm -hmm. in week three against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They Mm -hmm. lost that game, but he was playing that game without broken ribs or with broken ribs without Keenan Allen. Yeah. I this game I think sets up to be a fairly pass heavy game. The other side of the ball, you know, we have Lawrence. They can move the ball. The Jags their offense has been way better lately. Mm -hmm. Like this should be a pretty exciting game. So on the flip side of that, we're also looking at Trevor Lawrence for daily fantasy uh, purposes, rather. Mm -hmm. So last season, Trevor Lawrence ranked 29th in DVOA. This season, that's up to 6th. That just goes to show you the dysfunction in Jacksonville under Urban Meyer. And just nice to see Trevor Lawrence finally looking like the generational talent that he was forecasted to be when he was initially drafted number one overall so you're saying it helps when your coach is actually working and not <laughs> leaving the team to go party or kicking kickers <laughs> on or the kicking field. kickers <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i lawrence has just been great this year it is crazy to see the difference in him mm-hmm. from last year to this year um but frankly on this slate he is way too cheap in a high scoring game and so you have to consider him. It is the strength the strength of the Chargers D that they'll be going against. You know, that pass D is decent. 
ranks higher in the league. Uh, But his price point is just way too low. Yeah. I mean, he had 262 and three touchdowns week three against the Chargers. And as you mentioned, the pass defense has improved over that span. They're now 10th in DVOA. Mm -hmm. However, Trevor Lawrence does have a really quick release. Like, I think he can get the ball. We're talking about a pass rush that can be pretty good, but... Um, yeah. I mean, we saw he was effective early in the season versus the Chargers, but, and that was before he really started playing well. He started, he's playing way differently than he was in the beginning of the season. So I don't really, I'm not really that scared by mm-hmm. that Chargers D. I think he's going to be fine. He has really nice, cheap sh- stacking options also. So I think it's a great play. Next up, let's take a look at the running backs. And mm-hmm. the number one running back this yeah. weekend has to be Christian McCaffrey. 111 total yards. That's what he is averaging mm-hmm. per game. He is just an absolute beast this year. He's, if he's on your season-long fantasy team, you probably at least made it to the playoffs mm-hmm. in your season-long fantasy. And an interesting that stat that I found that just goes to show you how much he means to this 49ers team since he's taken on a full-time role with the 49ers in week 12. The 49ers are number one in overall mm-hmm. offensive DVO, DVOA and total defensive or total like overall DVOA as well. And by a huge margin, the 49ers are 60%. And then the next team is 33%. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. Christian McCaffrey has a lot to do with that part of the equation. And now you're going up against the Seattle Seahawks, a team that gets carved up week in and week out by opposing running backs. They rank 25th in rush defense DVOA. Christian McCaffrey could not be in a better spot. Yeah, and then they're they're also 30th in fantasy points against Mm -hmm. for the running backs. So their CMC is in an absolutely smash spot. They're big-time favorites, likely to run the ball. Uh, The one thing I will say is that the games where Eli Mitchell was healthy – CMC didn't have quite the ceiling, and he had much lower floor um, in those games. Now, it is a little different. This is the playoffs. He's not. Yeah. They're not saving him <laughs> for anything. They need to get it done here. Um, so I don't expect Eli Mitchell to be as big of a deal, but he, he might be, and he's probably not a bad you know sleeper running back pick as well. So CMC, a great pick for fantasy this year, another – great fantasy stud running Mm -hmm. back this season has been Travis Etienne, who Mm -hmm. should be in a good spot this week. Etienne is averaging 85 total yards per game in week three against the Chargers. He had 75 yards. You mentioned the Chargers defense. The pass defense has improved. The Mm -hmm. rush defense has absolutely not improved. Mm -hmm. They rank 29th in rush defense DVOA. What do you see for Etienne? Yeah, I think ETN, it sets up really well. Chargers 27th versus the run. The weakness is obviously this run D. They're going to attack it. But ETN has really killed teams when he's able to break a little bit of a big play, Mm -hmm. which the Chargers allow. And versus poor defenses, ETN has just crushed them. Poor rush defenses. So I expect ETN is going to be able to do whatever he wants. Yeah, so that should be a good game to watch, though. Mm -hmm. Now let's move on to our wide receivers. First wide receiver we are looking at is Seattle wide receiver Tyler Lockett. Is this just because his name is Tyler and he gets the Tyler bump here? He bumped up (laughs) to the top of the wide receivers. There you go. Well, he's averaging 65 receiving yards per game. He has nine touchdowns on the year, which is great for fantasy purposes. In the two games against the 49ers, he had 107 and 68 yards respectively. So he has done well against this 49ers defense. I know that they're the best defense 
in the NFL, but he has had success in creating separation and, and getting open for Geno Smith. What do you anticipate this Saturday against them? Yeah, and they, they have allowed yards to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just limiting scoring here. And to your point, you mentioned Lockett's numbers. Versus the 49ers, they've been good. And the players that have the wide receivers that have really got to the 49ers are ones with further A dots. The one mm-hmm. A dots that are a little bit further down the field. And that's what Lockett brings to the Seahawks. So I think you gotta like that. He's going going to be a little bit lower owned. Also, Seahawks being minus nine and a half or mm-hmm. ten point favorites, depending on what book you're looking at, they're probably gonna have to throw a lot. The last time Gino played the 49ers, he threw the ball 44 times. So Next up, wide receiver for the Chargers, Keenan Allen. He's been an absolute stud. When he's healthy, he Mm -hmm. is the number one weapon for Justin Herbert. He's averaging 75 receiving yards per game. He's gone over 100 in two of the last three games. Now he's going up against a Jacksonville Jaguars secondary that has struggled. In fact, they rank 28th in pass defense DVOA versus the opposing team's wide receiver one. They just beat the Titans, but the Titans don't throw the ball very much. They're predicated on Derrick Henry. So how do you see Keenan Allen's fantasy uh, output? Frankly, Keenan Allen has just been an absolute beast down the stretch here. He's averaging 11 targets a game over the last six games. There's multiple games. Over that Mm six-game span, I think he has three games where he has 14 targets. Uh, he's just been a beast. Mike Williams has been hobbled. So maybe a little extra going Keenan Allen's way. And I think just for where his salary is, the floor that Keenan brings it, you kind of have to mention him, especially with this game being so much higher scoring than the other. Right. Given if Mike Williams, let's say for whatever reason, he's out in this game, Mm -hmm. does that increase or decrease Keenan Allen's value. I think Keenan's going to be fine regardless. Yeah. Okay. If Mike Williams is in, Keenan Allen's ownership will be down. Um, but I still think he's a great play. If Mike Williams is out, obviously he probably gets a couple more targets, but ownership is going to be higher as well. All right. And lastly, Zay Jones is one of your picks as well. What's his uh, outlook for fantasy? Yeah, I... Law has just been, or Lawrence has been really good. He's been spreading the ball around. Uh, Zay Jones is a lot cheaper than Christian Kirk. Mm -hmm. And I expect the Chargers to kind of first and foremost stop uh, Kirk prior to Jones. Jones had a really good week, uh, week three versus them. The other thing you might want to do is add in Marvin Jones here. Like we said, Jack, the Jags (laughs) have been spreading the ball around, you know, between Ingram, Kirk, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, all of them are getting targets and at near minimum price for Marvin Jones getting four or seven targets. It's kind of interesting. That's like a little hibernator pick, if Mm -hmm. I do say so myself. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's get to our tight ends. And you know we're going to be talking about George Kittle in this one. Averaging 51 receiving yards per game. He has had seven touchdowns over the last four games, has been a favorite target of Brock Purdy in this one, and he has done exceptionally well against Seattle in particular. In fact, uh, going up against Seattle, 27th in pass defense DVOA versus opposing teams tight end. Seattle is also bad at preventing people from scoring. 24th in opponent red zone scoring percentage. Kittle's in another great spot this week. What do you make of it? Yeah, by, by far the weakness of the Seattle D has been against the tight end and against the running back. George Kittle by far has the high, the biggest ceiling, likely highest floor as well versus this poor 
uh, Seattle defense. And you can't deny the connection that Kittle and Purdy have had. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the last, was it five games or four games? Purdy has started five games. So he, he's been going to Kittle often. I expect that to keep going. He likes in this himself game. some Kittle. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wouldn't? He's mm-hmm. kind of a matchup nightmare for opposing teams. He is. He's very physical and he can get it done in the yak department. So it's what you like to, to throw to as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to Noah Fant. What do you like about him this week? Uh, he's super cheap. Seattle's going to have to pass a lot. I said in the last game, Gino uh, threw the ball 44 times. If we have a slate where Kittle doesn't get in the end zone, Ingram doesn't get 10-plus targets, which that's the only time he's really had those blow-up games, then very likelihood, you know, like 20 yards and a touchdown could become optimal. With that said, I think Donald Parham of the uh, Chargers is also Mm. interesting and cheap. All right. Now let's move on to defenses. And we can't talk about defenses for this game without at least talking about the number one defense in the league in DVOA, and that's the 49ers in this one. They're probably coming in a little pricey, though. How do you evaluate this spot for fantasy? Yeah, I mean, they're probably pricey. They're probably going to come in a little high-owned here, but it's definitely the most likely team to limit scoring to the opponent. If the opponent's passing, it also raises the chance of a pick six or uh, some turnovers here. So I think you got to consider the 49ers if you have the money. Another defense to consider is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're winners of five straight, and in that span mm-hmm. have held opponents to under 23 points. Their defense actually looks pretty good, yeah. especially last week against the Titans. And that is five straight games of 12-plus uh, fantasy points for defense. That's pretty impressive. For the Jags. So what do you make of their chances this week going up against the Chargers? Pretty high octane offense. It is a high octane offense, but there's a couple things here. One, Chargers are aggressive. They're going to be throwing the ball to get points, you know, with daily fantasy on defense. You want the opposing team mm-hmm. to throw the ball. It's when more turnovers happen, yeah. when a pick six is an easy, is much easier than a fumble recovery for a touchdown. So I think the opportunity is there and that it's at home. I, I like going with a home defense over an away defense. Well, and to your point there, the Chargers are one and three at outdoor stadiums this year. So and they, they haven't go, played as well. And they have to go all the way across the country. Country, less mm-hmm. rest. So mm-hmm. good play there. All right, for more daily fantasy stats and analytics, make sure to check out linestarapp.com to help you dominate those daily fantasy contests. Check it out. And if you're watching us on YouTube right now, make sure to like this video if you're enjoying our content. Sign up for those notifications and comment below. Let us know who you are playing in daily fantasy this week. Now it's time for our touchdown calls of the Super Wild Card Weekend, the Super Wild Card Weekend Saturday (laughs) slate. (laughs) <laughs> Where are you going for an anytime touchdown? I'm going with Travis Etienne versus mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers just can't simply stop the run. <laughs> they allow 0.8 touchdowns to the opposing running back, and I think Etienne gets it done. You know where I'm going, yep. right? Got to go George Kittle in this one, plus 145 for an anytime touchdown. Kittle's had seven touchdowns the last four games, including two against Seattle back in week 15. He's physical, explosive, and he is tough to bring down. He's not called the Yak King for nothing. Going up against a Seattle defense that ranks 27th in pass defense DVOA versus the opposing team's tight ends. They also rank 24th in opponent red zone scoring percentage. Give me Kittle for an anytime touchdown. 
lock it in. Yeah, I, I like, like it. that play. I like Kittle also. You might even consider him for a receiving yards prop. I saw it was around 40 and a half. Yeah, I, I looked through some of the props. I think lines are pretty tough. Lines are really tough. Like, that's yeah. a high number for mm-hmm. Kittle. However, I just think he's such a nightmare of a mismatch for Seattle in particular. That oh, yeah. It's it's very tempting. But definitely the touchdown, I would would definitely take the t- anytime touchdown there for that. All right, that's going to do it for our Saturday slate DFS and our touchdown calls there. Make sure you stay tuned for our prop bets show. We'll be coming out with that tomorrow, and it'll have your top five best bets on underdog fantasy and on prize picks. And then later in the week, we will also have your Sunday slate DFS plays, all the sleeper picks you need for that as well. Super wild card weekend. Can't forget the super part of that. It's very critical. They added that, and so super Saturday. It's not quite Mondo. I mean, yeah, they really, they really missed the boat on that one. They really, yeah, it's hard to go Mondo on two. (laughs) (laughs) On two games, it's hard to go Mondo. (laughs) All right, that's gonna do it for us in our super show here on Line Star. All right, I'm I'm done with this uh, super slate of games. Yeah, you need to go celebrate Georgia. (laughs) I that was the first reference. That's why I brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's going to do it for us. Good luck in all your betting. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one, guys. Bye.